Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It is fight week, and not only any fight, it's a, it's a Canelo fight. So it's always an event. September 30th, Canelo takes on Charlo. Canelo is defending all his belts at 168. It's on Showtime pay-per-view. It's in Las Vegas. So, guys, we are talking some Canelo today. This is Deep Waters. I'm George Jakovic with the Hall of Famer, Teddy Atlas, with the champions, Paulie Malinaji and Chris Algieri. So, Teddy, um, we're talking a little bit about Canelo, and... You know, at Pro Box, we really want the fans to interact. So when we do these shows, fans leave comments. And, I, and I've been reading a lot of them. And you have struck a nerve with a lot of Canelo fans. Uh, I think there's no doubt that that he's slipped. He, he's admitted that he slipped. But you've also said that he's overrated. And, Teddy, the, the Canelo fans are just, they're in an uproar. They're, they're there's saying, no wrath like the wrath of a Mexican fight fan. <laughs> and Teddy, they they come out there saying Teddy's biased against Canelo. Well, let, let's talk about about Canelo. And because um, you have said he is overrated. My question to you is, is he overrated in a historical sense or is he overrated for the fighter he is today? Well, let me get right to the point. All right. Well, you fans out there that are going nuts, going a little crazy. All right. No problem. You it's it's obviously uh, your prerogative to think what you think, as it's mine, to think what I think. There's no hating here. There's no bias here. Please, stop. I've been around 154 years. I, I used to call fights on ESPN where I didn't exactly like some of the people that were in the corner, but I caught it down the middle. I mean, that's one thing that I think I try to be better and, than that as a as a father, you know, as, as a husband, as a fight person, as a professional. you 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 want to you care about your reputation you care about saying things that are not attached to anything personal just professional just what you believe because your reputation is going to stay a lot longer than you're going to stay so i take that very serious so i'm not saying anything based on anything other than what my judgment doesn't mean i'm right but that's for my judgment i'm going to go right to it greatest when when you say his place historically all right so we're going to go with Mexican fighters, the greatest of Mexican fighters of all time. Some of them are pushing them in there. Listen to these names. I even put my glasses on to make sure I get it right. <laughs> right Julio Cesar Chavez, Ruben Olivares, Salvador Sanchez, Baby Arizmendi, Carlos Zavate, Vincent Salvador, um, Saldivar, Manuel Ortiz, Richard Ricardo Lopez uh, Jr., uh, Lopez, uh, Raton Macias, Baby Casanova. That some of you fight fans out there, some of them make. I'm going to take a chance. You don't even know who they are. So before you go nuts, all right, you don't even know who these guys are. 
Check them out. See who they fought. See how many fights. See their longevity. See how great they were. And then go to the modern era. You, I didn't even get there. Juan Marquez, Eric Morales, Antonio Barrera, and then a guy named Canelo. All right. That You're going to tell me that Canelo, if you do your proper work and you understand that these fighters place in history, what their resumes are. If you understand that, you're going to tell me that Canelo belongs on the top or near the top of that? No. I'm sorry. No. I don't I don't think he belongs on the top of them. Modern-day fighters, Juan Mar Marquez and Antonio Barrera, uh, Eric Morales. Maybe, maybe you push him up there above Morales. Maybe. But I, I, I don't think so because Morales... The fighters that he has fought and he fought are just better and that and the way that he performed with them. You lost twice, Canelo. You lost twice to Triple G. First time, second time to I don't care what you say. And then you you probably lost to Lara. And you got dominated by Mayweather and Bevel. And do I have to go any further? I mean, that's four or five losses. If, if we're going to really be fair about this, there's no doubt how influential he's been, that he's been the goose that's laid the golden eggs, that, that he's brought massive numbers to the pay-per-view, that he's helped other fighters that are fighting him, like Ali did back in the day. If you fight him, you get paid more, like Tyson did. If you fight him, you get paid more. No, he did all those things. And I'll tell you something else. No doubt that he's improved. He got better over the years. He did. He got better. But to put him at the top of the heap with the great tradition of Mexican fighters, the ones that I just mentioned, no, that's, that, that is blasphemy. That that is really, I mean that that is just again you're already insulted. I can't go any wrong or any further wrong, right? That's ignorance. <laughs> I, I that that's just ignorance because you don't understand what you don't understand. Where when it comes to rating this particular fighter, and and I know the tradition of Mexican fighters, how great it is, how deep it is, and I know how passionate your fans are. I get it. I understand. Oh, by the way, you know what fan is? It's short for fanatic, right? Mm -hmm. You do understand that. So you're all a little crazy. So, and you got the right to be crazy. You got the right to be crazy and to get mad at me. Yeah, because I'm saying that your beautiful Canelo uh, Cinnamon, he, he is not quite as Cinnamon as you want him to be out of the mouths of everybody. Okay, that's your right. You could be pissed off. I get it, but I'm just stating again, no bias. No, just, just you know, just facts. Uh, what was that movie? Uh, Paulie loves those TV shows and those movies. What was that one years ago, that TV show? Uh, Dragnet with those two, those two uh, detectives. Just the facts. Just the facts, sir. Just uh, the facts, ma'am. <laughs> the ma there it is. Chris came through. Just the facts, ma'am. Well, well, there you go. Last week, there, there you <laughs> go. So, so that's coming from your 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 mouth, Teddy. There, there was no bias. This is this is Teddy's opinion. And by the way, Marquez and Barrera, some of the two of the names you mentioned, they work at ProBox, and I think they might agree with you. But um, Chris, um, when you hear those words and and you throw the word overrated out, um, what's your response to what Teddy had to say? 
Well, I mean, even with Teddy, Teddy prefaced it very, very intelligently. He said, well, overrated compared to what? And that's that's really what, what what you need to talk. You need you need to have some context with this this kind of discussion. Um, is Mayweather is uh, is Canelo a great fighter? Absolutely. Is he an all time great? I mean, it's hard to say because he's not done yet, right? It's, you really can't rank a guy until his career is truly over. Um, but he's gonna he's gonna be up there. He's gonna be talked about, and it's not only because of all the titles, but a lot of it's the weight classes, his ability to move up. He's beaten big names as well. Um, you know, yeah, sure. He, he definitely has his losses. You know, you'd mentioned the modern day era, as you mentioned Juan Mama Marquez, who honestly, at this point I would write above Canelo as well, but you mentioned, you mentioned losses, Teddy Marquez has seven losses. He got dominated by Mayweather as well. And, uh, but it happened to Mayweather. It happened to Canelo when he was 23 years old or 22 years old. And a lot of, you know, the Lara fight was very early on as well as 23 years old. Um, there was a stretch there for Canelo, man. You, you gotta tip your hat to him. When he did that, and granted, not all of them were top guys, but he had the, um, it was during the pandemic, he had the Calm Smith, super dangerous guy, and he made him look very ordinary. Then you had Yildirim, just to keep busy fight, but he did what you're supposed to do with a guy like that. Billy Joe Saunders, huge fight. Billy Joe's a really tough guy to look at against. No one's really done it. And Canelo breaks his face and, and blasts him out of there, gets gets 80,000 people on their feet. I was in the in the room for that in Dallas. That was awesome. Um, and Caleb Plant, super capable guy, and walks him down, beats him up, gets him out of there. That was that was a that was another really impressive, impressive night. And you know, it was a very impressive run. And then on the on the tail end of that, we've got three fights in a row that were just duds, right? We've got Bivol, he gets dominated, but Bivol he never beats. It's just it's one of those matchups. Triple G, he comes back, but um, he apparently injures his hand in that. But still, they both look like they phoned it in and were collecting checks. And then he comes back and he fights a very capable John Ryder who no one looks good against. And he struggles at the end. He gets hit with more punches than you expect, but still dominates. Um, and I think I think there's a lot of harsh talk about Canelo. Um, but yeah, it's it's all about context. Is, yeah, is he un- overrated? Is he the best of all time? No. Is he is he better than Chavez Senior? No. Is is he you know? And like you said, Ted, is he better than these modern day era guys? We don't know yet. Because a lot of a lot of Marquez's greatness comes from that fourth Pacquiao fight. He he ices his longtime rival face down, puts him away. That was the icing on the cake of of a, of a masterful career, and that really jumped him up. So you got to you got to look at, at Canelo after he retires to really take in his career in its totality. Because something like that can happen. He can go out there and go ice Charlo, and you're like, whoa. You know, or, or or he gets another, or he goes and beats Benavides. These are all hypotheticals, of course, but he, I think he still has a lot to do. So, so placing his greatness really can't be done yet. And these people who are trying to throw him out there as you know he's this or he's that, I mean, like you said, uh, Teddy, that, that they're they're fanatics, and that there's always going to be those guys, which is good. You got a good fan base. Um, there's always always going to be haters. So uh, that's 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 the that's the nature of the game. That's that's what boxing is all about. Um, that's what being that's what being in the spotlight's all about. But um, but yeah, no, I I think we got to give we we definitely got to give Canelo his credit. He he is a great fighter. Yeah, you know what? I, I think we have a show where we have a good balance here. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of times we uh, we agree. A lot of times we disagree. Um, and I think sometimes you know people get lost in trying to pander to fans and 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 you know pander to fighters or whatnot. And sometimes we can, you know, be honest with ourselves. And sometimes we can, you know, run it down the middle. Here's where uh where I I, I come in. Uh and I'm glad I got to go last because me personally, I feel like when I come up with a conclusion in boxing, I, I break down a lot of things. Teddy, you actually broke it down very well naming a lot of those old time Mexican fighters and a lot of fighters that I hadn't even heard of. 
But in, in, in regards to something, when I come down to the conclusion, and I feel like I've, I've really looked into it deep enough to, to generate a conclusion, and sometimes it's controversial. Uh, I know my boxing. And then I get hit with the today's beta mentality, which is, oh, he's a racist. He's a... I've gotten it from the Filipinos with Pacquiao. I've gotten it from the Mexicans with Canelo. And I've got it from uh, the, uh, the African-Americans and black crowd with uh, certain black fighters like Devin Haney. You know what I do sometimes? I, I think about, oh, man, these five people are really, um, maybe they're right. No, you're wrong, dude. You're wrong. And you know what I do? I double down. I double down because I know what I'm talking about. I don't take emotion into the pro into the process. I talk about what I want, what I know I'm talking about. Okay. And now it's not to say nobody can disagree with me, but you got to know how to make valid points as opposed to he's great because he's Filipino. He's great because he's Mexican or he's great because he's black. That's not going to cut it for me. That's never going to cut it for me. So going the race route is not going to cut it for me. Here's where I, I, I come into play with certain opinions. And Chris, you made some good points, champ, uh, as far as a little run that he had where he fought some good fighters. But the top fighters in the history of the sport have chased top fighters in their primes consistently. I feel like Canelo looks for top fighters, doesn't chase them in their primes. He actually looks to avoid them in their primes and then tries to get them at a different point. Now, that doesn't mean that he didn't wind up catching somebody in their prime when he didn't realize it. For sure, he was looking to catch Mayweather late in his career. And he was figuring, you know what, it's a win-win situation because – if I win, I, I beat the top guy pound for pound. And if I lose, I lost to the top guy pound for pound. A little bit of a Conor McGregor situation there who loves to get his ass beat by everybody at the top but won't fight anybody else because he can't take a chance on getting his ass beat at a lower level, even though he may not deserve the top fighters. But that was at least Canelo early on. Then, he, you know, as he moves along, the, the, Golovkin, the, the avoiding Golovkin in the rematch uh, after the second fight is almost, is almost unforgivable considering that he probably didn't beat him uh, I mean, on the third fight, he probably didn't beat him either the first two times. He got that decision and then ran away with it. You know what I'm saying? If he would have lost the second fight, he would have been asking for a third fight. And Golovkin would have probably had to give it to him because there's just so much money on the table. They would have probably fought three times. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, right away, right at that time. But because he ended up getting the win of Golovkin, he ends up making the guy wait till he's 150 years old and then gives him the third fight. And what you said was basically a dance and they collected a, a, a check. You got to give the guy credit. He is among the greats, I think, as, as far as the, the generational fighters that have come along. But then you 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 look at the list Teddy Atlas just gave, and it's like, dude, were we kidding each other, bro? I mean, that one with Sanchez was like 21 years old when he died, right? And he was chasing guys in their prime. I mean, he took out Azuma Nelson on three weeks' notice. He knocked out Wilfredo Gomez, who was in his prime as well. I mean, oh, and, he, and he talked about fighting Arguello. Talk about, yeah, I talked about fighting. Talk about guys chasing guys in their prime. I mean, Salvador Sanchez was like gunning for them. He had a he had a scope on all of everybody in their prime. In their prime, he wasn't looking to just collect the check. He's like, I want to see how great I am. You know? Okay, Chavez, you can talk about a lot of the the, the first 40, uh, 40 or so fights. So probably a lot of a lot of cab drivers there. But ultimately, he took on some tough fights, man. Tough fights, and and he knew how to be behind as a Meldrick Taylor fight showed us. And stay believing in the win and got the knockout late in the fight. Granted, a stoppage that I don't agree with, but he got a big win. Canelo, you notice as he's falling behind in a fight, he mails it in, bro. Have you seen Canelo in a fight where he's hopelessly behind? And it's like, you know what? Let me let me go for it. You haven't seen that. You, you've seen him twice get dominated. And in both of those times, he basically mailed it in as the fight was go progressing. Like, you know what? We're just going to take the L tonight. And we're going to go to distance and we're going to you know, figure out it next time. A great fighter. I'm not telling you he's not great, but yes. You can be overrated in when you're discussed in the all-time great conversation and you probably don't belong in the uh, all-time, I mean, not the all-time great conversation, in the best Mexican fighter ever conversation, and you probably don't belong in that conversation. You can belong among the 
the great Mexican fighters, but not the best Mexican fighter. The fact that that conversation is happening is what the overrated part comes in. And certainly people can have that opinion about a lot of fighters. Some people don't think think Mayweather, for example, doesn't belong in the old, in the greatest fighter ever conversation, even though he had the 15 0 record. So you can even call, you know, those people Mayweather's overrated. That's not saying that's not saying we gotta that ring the bell. We gotta ring the bell. We're gonna take a break because if we don't, we're gonna get through 24 minutes just like that. Deep water's going deep and passionate on Canelo Alvarez. You know what I'm deep and passionate about? Wednesday nights at Pro Box. Pro Box's Wednesday night fight series, good fighters in great fights. Wednesday night fights. Hey guys, make sure you tune in Wednesday night fights here on Pro Box TV. We got great action fights, 50-50 matchups and all out wars throughout. We have consistently put on the best fights around. Good fighters, great fights on your boxing channel with a star-studded cast bringing you the fight. Myself, Chris Algieri, the former world champion, and of course, Mike Goldberg. So make sure you tune in Wednesday night fights for all the action. As Goldie likes to say, here we go. On the next Wednesday night fight, October 4th, don't miss Pablo Cesar Cano, the demolition man, as he takes on Zachary Ochoa. Get your tickets at ProBoxTV.com or take your chances at the door. Wednesday Night Fights. Wednesday Night Fights, and, and look at this list. We, what, what more can I say except all-stars here? Paulie, Chris, Sean, Teddy, and Tim, champions, Hall of Famers. I mean, it's just amazing. And then... You look on the Spanish side, and, and Teddy, some of the names you were talking about, they're right in front of you. Marco Antonio Barrera, Juan Manuel Marquez. I mean, just Spanish and English were hitting you from both sides with all-stars. Um, Teddy, um, we're going to talk a little bit later in the show about the Charlo fight, but do you have any response to Paulie? Because I think Paulie's going to be getting some of the heat that you were getting in regards to Canelo. I'm just glad I'm with these guys. That I'm with guys that, you know, what I used to talk about when I describe a fighter that I respect. In the ring, I respect all fighters that can climb up those steps to get in the ring. It, it, it's not it's not easy uh, to get into that lonely place. Not, not everyone can do that. Um, and have to wait to think about where you're going before that. But it just made me happy I'm with them because I would always say about fighters, you got to be tough, but you got to be smart too. And you have that combination with these guys. You know, uh, whether they agree or disagree with me, it's just good to be with people that will tell what they believe to be the truth and that are not influenced by, as Paulie touched on, uh, any any of the things out there that can influence you to try to, you know, try to go along to get along. There's too much of that crap in this world anyway nowadays. Tell the truth. And I, I, I think the conversation was honest. I think it was earnest. Uh, I think it was accurate. Uh, you know, I again, I stand to what I said. Uh, I think when you put him up against those, that crew of fighters that I talked about, that he he is overrated. If that's what if if that's where you're going with it, um, he's overrated with that. It's not saying that he's not a real good solid fighter. I think sometimes we use the word great too fast. Um, especially in our time, because we love to say people are great while we're around, um, because it, it makes us be a witness to that greatness sometimes. But um, I, I obviously, he's a real solid fighter. And I gave him credit. He's gotten better. You guys made a great point. He was 23 years old in some of those. Lines. They made great points. He's gotten better. He's progressed. But he ain't. 
as good as those other guys on that list. Okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. Uh, my guy in my ear, the guy in the ear, uh, the great producer, he said, Teddy, you got 90 seconds. I 90 seconds. I don't say good morning in 90 seconds. How the heck? Well, guess what? Neither does Paulie. And somehow we do these shows in 24 minutes. So we're going to take another short break. We've, we've had some new faces, which you've seen at ProBox TV. Teddy is one of them. Let's take a look at the new contributors to the ProBox TV family. Man, it's, a, it's an honor and a privilege to be a part of this beautiful panel, man, you guys got going on. Thank you. A lot of the fighters that I see that fight on ProBox, either they were on top at one point, got knocked off, and they're trying to rebuild. Then I see a lot of young little prospects that are coming up. It's for the diehard fans, man. People that just love watching boxing. Uh, all the matches are always competitive, and they put on great shows. What's up, y'all? Y'all know who it is. Showtime, Sean Porter, two-time retired world champion. I just joined ProBox TV All-Star Cast. Check everything out. Follow, subscribe, and tell a friend, tell a friend to tell their mama. Because you know their mama going to tell everybody else. Click the link below. Where you want to be, ProBox TV. It's funny during that that commercial, Teddy said, "Get get Sean out of his closet." Tim Bradley. You gotta love a fighter. You gotta love a fighter that's got the confidence to do a show from a closet and but has a Tim, big enough closet to do one. Wow. Tim, Tim Bradley, who you trained, told him the same thing. And guess what? The next show, Sean was out of the closet. So there you go, guys. We we're running short on time. So we've I think everyone, including Canelo, has agreed that he is slipping. Let's talk really quick about the Charlo fight, Paulie. Start with you. Um, it's fight week. Do you give Charlo any more of a chance now than you did a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, because I'm not in Charlo's head. Uh, he's never really shown me that he can control the emotions the way he needs to. He did fight a more disciplined fight in the rematch against Castano. I think he's going to need to show some of that and then some. And that's not easy to do against a Canelo crowd that gets you really charged up. And the emotion of the entire moment is that big. Um, I will close out by saying this. This is... I like a lot of people that get emotional about these conversations. They see everything in black and white. You know what I mean? It's either one way or the other. This conversation is more in the gray. You know what I'm saying? Because Canelo can be certainly discussed as a as a, a a great of this generation, even if we don't agree that he it belongs in the conversation of the all of the all time best Mexican fighter. And so that that makes it a gray area because nobody's denying his greatness. Just we're just denying how great he may be or he may be considered to be based on some emotion by some of those fanatics. And so uh, that doesn't mean there's no any disrespect towards uh, the accomplishments of such a fighter. And, and, and there's no that doesn't mean there's no gratitude for what he's done for the sport of boxing in his generation, bringing so much attention, doing the things he's done. But that's as a fighter, as a fighter, that's where I stand. In regards to the uh, in the Charlo fight, George, you know, the question I'm going to answer the same question you posed to Paulie. Um, Listen, if 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 he leaves the emotions at the door, the big fight feelings, the what what the champ Polymanage just brought up, and he packs his discipline and packs some extra discipline, and he goes out there and he boxes a smart fight and looks to score and win rounds and bank rounds and 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 keep boxing and frustrating Canelo. Yes, Charlo can win this fight. Does he do that? That's that's why we fight the fights. Eddie Atlas. Yes. Look, he 
we'll leave we'll leave the overrated stuff in the closet. You know, uh, Sean will take that care of that. He'll put it he'll package <laughs> it away somewhere. That's let's get to the slipping part. I ain't going back on that. I'm not going back on the overrated. I'm definitely not going back on it. He slipped. Canelo has slipped. Um, he's not as busy as he used to be. Look, some of it might be psychological, some of it physical. Psychological, what do you mean, Teddy? Well, where he's made too much money, where the great Marvin Hagler would say it's awful hard to get up at five in the morning and do road work when you've been sleeping in silk sheets. We're all human. We're all human. I know Michael Jordan never got that way. I know that Kobe Bryant never got that. I know there's people out there that don't get that, but there's people that do get that way when they make too much money. I don't know if that's the case with Canelo, but I know that when you are comfortable, you are less comfortable in taking more risks. That's fair. And I don't see him taking the risk he used to take. He's, he's not as busy. He's not as aggressive. I, again, I think some of his physical slippage. Uh, he turned pro when he was 15 or 16. He's been around a long time. Uh, he, he's had a lot of fights, you know, and it happens. So I think that it's been happening. I think it has slipped. And I think that when you're in there with a guy who's fresh, I'm going to use that word, fresh. I don't think Canelo, his talents are as crisp and as fresh as they used to be. He can still punch. He still can counter punch. He's still got a hard, accurate jab, but it's not as good. He doesn't use it as much. And when you get to that point and you're in there with a fresh guy, a guy like Charlo who's fresh and that does have talent, guess what? Something bad can happen for you. And I'm going to say that it's going to be a tough fight. I'm going to say it's going to be a split decision. I'm going to say some people are going to walk away, maybe even thinking that Charlo won, but they're going to say once again that Canelo got the got the benefit of being the golden goose uh, in in boxing. And how many of you think that even say say Charlo won a close fight? How many of you really think honestly that? And I know I don't have to say that with you guys. You're going to be honest, but really that. Charlo would get the decision. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Well, on that note, Mr. Teddy Atlas, we are out of time. This discussion could keep going. But, gentlemen, I want to thank you. It's been a great talk on Canelo. Pro Box TV is your boxing channel. Yeah.